Welcome back to Talking Baddies. This is Leah. I'm here with Lexi. Hi, Leah. Hey, Lexi. How are you doing? Good. Good. Early this morning. Yeah, it's uh, 10.08 right now. Early. Super early on a Sunday morning. On a Sunday. I'm supposed to sleep in on Sundays. Yeah. I have a question for you. Okay. This time. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I'm ready. How do you handle conflict in the workplace? In the workplace. Good question. It's an interview question. <laughs> Hello. Are you asking me as your bo- as my boss? <laughs> your potential boss. I haven't hired you yet. <laughs> Legally. <laughs> okay. Well, I I am a very upfront kind of person in the face of conflict. I want to resolve the issue and I want to speak my mind. So I'm scared to do it. Like it makes me really nervous and I have a lot of anxiety leading up to things like this. But Mm -hmm. if I notice something that I don't agree with or don't like what someone said, I will bring it up to them. That's awesome. Yeah. And tell them that sucked that you did that. Yeah. That's what I say. Well, thank you for your answer (laughs) and I'll get back to you. (laughs) I really want the job. I thought it was so funny I was going to ask you an interview question. (laughs) I was so excited to ask you that. And you barely laughed. I laughed a lot. And then you gave me a genuine answer. (laughs) Was I not supposed to? I just hadn't planned that far in advance. I just was planning on laughing about it with you. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) I thought you wanted a real answer. You're hired. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thank goodness. I need this job. Wow. <laughs> An interview question. That's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I was being so funny. <laughs> it was funny. You were being funny. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> oh, my cheeks hurt. Yeah, me too. What's your answer? I don't know. Usually through text. <laughs> Okay. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. (laughs) Okay, should we jump in? Yeah. (laughs) Let's do it. Oh, do you have a self-love win? Well, I did think, I did post about it on Instagram, but we, so we stopped recording these and I just feel a lot more comfortable. It's a lot less formal. Mm -hmm. I'm not like thinking about who's listening and who's going to be judging me, what I look like, all that stuff. So yeah, removing that from this situation was really good. Good. Yeah. And you are the definition of comfy right now. Yeah. You are laying here. (laughs) She is laying on the couch on her back blanket. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) She's not even recording a podcast right now. Yeah. That's how comfy she is. Good. I'm glad that I am glad that we stopped filming. Mm -hmm. It's just another layer of trying to perform and look good Mm -hmm. and i like this this feels more like a conversation Mm -hmm. and not so much trying to please people Mm -hmm. what are yours i have two this week that i'm very excited about the first one is i went to my first therapy session yay it was amazing that is amazing i'm a new woman i feel great that's so good yeah i wasn't planning on it actually so both of my self-love things go hand in hand 
but I had my routine checkup with my doctor and where we just like discuss my medications, how I'm feeling, stuff like that, what I've used as therapy <laughs> up until this point. And I, my other self-love win is I've had this weird medical thing that I've been embarrassed about for four years that okay. I haven't told my doctor. Did you tell me? No. Oh, you're not going to tell, you're not going to tell us? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Will you tell me after? Yeah, I can okay. tell you after. <laughs> but I have this weird thing and it's like something that I should have taken care of four years ago but i've just been putting it off because it's embarrassing mm -hmm. and i'm I, dying to know will you tell me and just cut it out <laughs> or we can talk about it later it's fine <laughs> it's embarrassing yeah i've just been embarrassed about it for and it's uncomfy and i, I don't have any pain from it or anything but it like just causes some additional issues for me i've been trying to work up the nerve to i've been seeing this doctor for almost two years now mm-hmm and I've been every single time I try to work up the nerve to tell him and I don't I panic. Really? Yeah. And I finally told him. Oh. <laughs> and I <laughs> You just leave every appointment feeling like so guilty. Yeah, like mad at myself. Like I've done my work insurance covers this thing called ninety eight point six. It's a virtual doctor. Mm -hmm. So I've talked to a virtual <clears throat> a virtual doctor about it and nothing would work and so i finally told him and i have an appointment with a specialist well so, i'm glad that you're taking care of it i know it feels i was so and i still felt even after telling my doctor i still felt so uncomfortable like i went home and i just had so much anxiety about it like i can't believe i told him it's so embarrassing but i I'm just, I'm really trying to take care of myself this year and do the things that need to be done. Yes, I love that. So 2024, well, the year of Leah. <laughs> but it was in that appointment that he told me I should see a therapist. After you were like, it's been four years of me trying to tell you this. He's like, you need to go talk to someone. You need someone. to go to therapy. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> but I love the therapist that he matched picked for me she's amazing she's like my age her name is libby and she's so smart and wise and i learned a lot from her and i have new like coping skills and breathing exercises to try and i just want to scream it from the rooftops that i got a therapist and everyone should too i love that thanks i'm happy for you thank you two amazing wins for leah today everyone yes. say great job leah i did a good job <laughs> <laughs> okay should we start yeah, let's do it do you want to introduce sure okay so today is a very exciting episode because <laughs> how do i word it lexi and i are ex-mormons lds x lds and we have a lot of thoughts about it, but we want to specifically talk about how growing up LDS has impacted our body image, our thoughts on it, speaking out about the culture and the teachings and how it's affected us. Mm -hmm. It's a great intro. Thank you. We want to do kind of a, a series breaking down different topics. This first one we're doing is basically our relationship with God mm -hmm. in terms of 
of our bodies. And then we also want to do like modesty, marriage, dating, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be like multiple parts because this is a wide and expansive topic. There's so much that goes into it. And our whole lives were dedicated to this religion for a long time. So I'm excited to I like the idea of splitting it up into different episodes so we can like really dive deep. And this is going to be a lot of like really personal stuff. And if you are active in the church right now, I don't want you to feel like you can't listen to this. I understand if you can't, though, Mm -hmm. because it's not like going to be positive. (laughs) Yeah. And I personally am not really religious at all anymore. I don't really like believe in a God or like I've gone all the way away Mm -hmm. so that's going to be how i approach this topic oh i want to say the lexi and Lindsay kite are mormon yes and us ex-mormons love everything they've written so far in their book and i think it's important to challenge the way that you've thought your the way you've been raised everything you've just assumed about the world and your life like think critically about everything yeah so mormons we love you if you're listening. Like, please don't run away. I mean, if you can't, it's fine. If you can't stay, it's fine. But mm-hmm. we're not trying to bag on the religion or anything like that. We're just sharing our experience. Yeah, our personal experience with it. Yeah, I like that. That was good. And I think it's going off of that. I also think it's important to surround yourself with people that disagree with you and have different ideologies than you because that's what creates a well-rounded experience and person. Yeah, Leah has pinterest board dedicated to things she hates she saves a pinterest board of things she does not like and i've never heard of anyone doing that before but i think it's hilarious but she does it so she can know what she likes and it's so funny to me but this is that's the exact same thing as yeah i want to explain myself (laughs) i get annoyed with pinterest because when you are pinning the same stuff i spend a lot of time on pinterest it starts just showing you the same stuff over and over the same similar outfits ideas and i wanted more variety i wanted more crazy things so i could get more ideas so i started yeah i started a pinterest board where i specifically pin things that i hate (laughs) (laughs) just to keep things interesting it's awesome (laughs) like see how to look at it we had fun (laughs) but yeah i encourage other people to do that it makes for an interesting pinterest board it's way more fun this way (laughs) it's like the the opposite of what you're supposed to do (laughs) yeah you're supposed to only pin what you like though it's how i how i hacked pinterest yeah (laughs) Okay, should we start? Yeah, let's get into it. So before we get into today's topic, a little disclaimer. We are not experts or professionals. We are very much amateurs and currently struggling with these issues. We like to be as open and honest as possible, so some of what we say may be triggering. So a little bit about my background with the church. I have always believed in it. I have had always had a great relationship with God. I loved him and I looked to him for everything in my life, literally everything. Every thought was dedicated to him. Every good thing that happened, I thanked him. Every bad thing that happened, I I asked him how I could take the opportunity to grow. Like I was very, very involved and I served a mission 
and I brought a lot of people into the religion and I don't regret any of it. I don't regret anything. I'm grateful for the mission I served and what I learned as a result. But over the years since, I have done a lot of self-reflection and a lot of research and I have distanced myself from the religion and as a result I've started distancing myself from God as well. So I have a lot of issues with how you are asked to relate your body image and value to God. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So that's kind of going to be what I like talk about. Mm -hmm. Do you have anything you want to say? I was kind of different from you and terms of growing up i feel like i like church for the social aspect i loved all my leaders and my fellow young women but i wasn't ever really dedicated to i mean i believed in god i believed in jesus but i never was really excited about it or like mm. reading my scriptures and like anything like that so it was never like and i didn't serve a mission so i was never too deep into it whereas you you were like very deep into it, I feel like. Yeah. So it's been easier for me, I think. Maybe. Maybe to like deconstruct it just because I wasn't latched on as hard. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but, I don't know. Just like, yeah, it's, it's not true f for me anymore. So. <laughs> Sorry, mom. We're, this is where we're at. But yeah. But yeah, I am excited to talk about how our body image and bodies relate to God, how we thought it did growing up. Yeah. So I feel like I have a burp coming. <laughs> Let it rip, Leah. <laughs> it's just sitting there. It's not not moving or doing anything. Maybe that is that heartburn? I think I have heartburn right now. Maybe. Anyways, <laughs> here is what I think about God. I was... I was trying to research a lot yesterday, just basically typing in like body image and God, body image and Mormons, body image and all the, what, you know, like just trying to jog my memory because it's been a few years since I practiced and was involved in the culture. And the overarching theme that I noticed with all of these different LDS articles talking about how to love yourself is that. You should find your worth and your value in God and knowing that God loves you. And yeah, mm -hmm. I don't like that. Why? I, I don't like that it's it's still putting things on an outside source. It's still putting your value on an outside source. It's relying on an outside source for validation, for worth. And I I just don't agree with that. I don't like it. I think that your value should come from within. I think it's kind of like a short-term goal and a short-term fix. Like, oh, I don't love myself. At least there's a God that loves me and knows me wholly. And I used to love that idea. And it's something that I kind of grieve as I've left the church is that relationship with God. But it to say to someone that doesn't believe in God or have a relationship with God that like, Oh, God loves you, so you should love yourself. Like, it has no value. Mm -hmm. It literally means nothing mm -hmm. to someone that's not in it. Mm -hmm. So it, it doesn't feel like a realistic fix for these deep-rooted issues. Mm -hmm. I don't know where I stand with God right now. Like, I think I believe in God. Okay. And I think the God I believe in is not going to, like, 
turn his back on me or reject me or be offended by me if I find my love from within myself, you know? Yeah. Like, if I'm able to accept myself and love myself and give myself what I need, I think God's going to be, like, so pleased with that. I don't know. Maybe even relief that he doesn't have to, like, also give me that validation that he has to give everyone else. I don't know. Yeah. Like, that's just my initial thoughts from what you're saying. Yeah. No, that's interesting. And it, it makes me think of what I talked about in last week's episode about how I always thought that once I found a partner who loved me for who I am, all of it, loved my body, loved me, that all of my body image issues would go away. But they here I am and I have a partner that loves me wholeheartedly in and out and my issues are still here. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's the same thing saying like, well, God loves you wholly, wholeheartedly, who you are. He knows you. He knows everything about you. That still doesn't fix why I don't love myself. Like it's still putting it on God, Mm -hmm. on this figure in the sky who's untouchable, unreachable, and for me doesn't exist for you is more so a part of your life still but it's still not fixing any issues it's just like a band-aid like Mm -hmm. slapping it on like okay yeah i wrote down can i just read something i wrote down Mm -hmm. it says you're supposed to find your purpose comfort identity forgiveness love acceptance and peace from somewhere outside of yourself but you can give all of that to yourself religion and god the idea of god is taking away power our own power that we have like we have so much power to give ourselves everything we need and religion is taking that from us and putting it giving it to god or whatever like yeah i don't know why do you think that because they want us to religion i don't know wants us to not think for ourselves feel that we're unworthy that we need this the religion we need Mm -hmm. god yeah it wants you to feel like you're broken and i had a experience where i i used to post on facebook a lot and i made a post just about how i don't understand why people get mad when someone in the church this is when i was still a member how when people are in the church and they have questions that they like people get upset at that or like when they want to look at what other religions are studying or like there's a just a culture around not looking at outside sources for or reading outside stuff, whatever. So I made a post about that. And a lot of the comments were like implying that I was lost. And I didn't even say that I was the one that had questions. It was a very annoying situation. But a lot of the comments were like, or people were DMing me with their testimony of the church. And like a lot of it was like, I know you're lost right now. I know that Satan's gotten a hold of you right now, <laughs> but you're okay. And we need Christ. And I'm sorry if I was one of those people. <laughs> I don't think you were. You. <laughs> I don't think you were. I think it was like mostly my friend's moms mm-hmm. that reached out to me. And then people like within wards that I, I've moved around a lot. So people from like d- different church groups that bypassed but it made me really mad because it was like people were assuming I was broken because I had questions and so I made a follow-up post to that that was like I am not broken and I think it's fine that I don't think I'm broken that I I don't 
I don't want to be a part of a church that's constantly beating me down, saying like the natural man is the enemy of God, like just constantly making me feel like I'm nothing, I'm worthless. I can't do this without God. I can't do it without Jesus. I can't be a good person without Jesus. Even if I spend my whole life trying to be good, but I'm, I don't believe in God or Jesus, it means nothing. Mm-hmm. I don't like that. Yeah. I don't know if that's on topic. No, it is. But yeah. it totally is. Yeah, yeah I agree with you. I didn't have anything specifically pulled up, but I just wanted to talk about Lexi and Lindsay Kite. I didn't know they were Mormon. And does that change your liking of the book? No, not necessarily, because I love the book so far. I haven't read the whole thing. But the issue that I have is this article that I found from them that's posted on the church website. The first like half of it is just their normal stuff that they've talked about. But then they throw in at the end some more some like religious stuff Mm -hmm. and they like quote scripture and they talk about satan and the holy ghost and our heavenly parents and it it just felt like they have you read the whole book i haven't read the whole book and i didn't read the article okay is it just like basically the other stuff that we were reading on the church website mm -hmm. okay it's like basically the exact same thing and it it just it almost felt like a dirty secret that they have like i don't know if there's anything religious in the book i don't think there is okay that feels weird to me. That there's not anything religious in the book? Yeah, because if that is a foundational part of your belief system and where they say in the article that your value and worth should come from seeing yourself how God sees you. They say that in the article. In the article. Did I say book that they say that in the book? I don't know. I think I might have heard that. So I just feel like if it's like a foundational part of their belief system and what they use to find value within themselves, I just find it weird that it's not in their book and it's just like snuck in at the end of an article on the church website. I think it shows they're aware that people think most of the world thinks that Mormonism is that's true. Weird, maybe. Yeah, that's true. They're embarrassed or ashamed or Maybe they just wanted to reach as many people as possible so they didn't add religion into the book. Yeah, that's true. Because I, if I, if this was a book about how to find value from God in yourself, I, I wouldn't have picked it up. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't want to read it. Mm-hmm. So that's a good point that it's possible that they just wanted to reach a broader audience. Mm-hmm. And then having an article on the church website is a much more niche audience. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. I could see that. Yeah, on there. Social media, they've never posted about God or church Mm -hmm. or anything either. What are your thoughts on people saying that, like, negative thoughts about yourself come from Satan? I have. That makes me angry. I think it's just the idea that, like, the devil himself can infiltrate your everyday thoughts is terrifying. And in my opinion, they're your own thoughts and it's because we have thoughts that aren't true all the time from like social media just every everything that's around us like we have negative thoughts about our bodies it's not from the devil we're giving satan so much power that he doesn't actually have and then that's also taking away our ability to work through those thoughts Like it creates, I feel like it creates a lot of guilt around those thoughts when you're like letting the devil in 
to your mind. Mm-hmm. I feel like it saying that the negative thoughts about yourself are coming from Satan. Like you said, it it takes the responsibility off of you. And one, I think that, like you said earlier, it teaches you to not trust yourself. How do I know what thought, what thoughts are from Satan and what thoughts are from the Holy Ghost? I mean, I guess they would say the burning in your bosom. Mm-hmm. But if something as simple as like me looking in the mirror and not liking what I see is from Satan, I don't know. It just like teaches me that he could be everywhere. Mm-hmm. And I think it takes the responsibility off of you. Like you can just chalk it up to like, oh, Satan's really on me today. Satan's really putting lots of bad thoughts in my head today. Instead of being like, I wonder why I'm having these thoughts. I wonder why my body image is especially bad today. And it, instead of being able to like work through it and find a solution and like work on yourself, it's just chalking it up to, oh, it's about God I ne- or it's about Satan. So I just need to remind, remind myself that God loves me. Like all the responsibility is on these third parties. Mm-hmm. None of it's actually on you. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. I also think it since these thoughts are from Satan, it makes them like not okay to have them, but they're normal. They're like human thoughts yeah. that aren't real and it's okay to have negative thoughts about yourself and like you can work through them. It's not some outside source that you have no control over. That's true. I like that a lot. Don't beat yourself. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I agree with that. We are, I, okay, I had this same experience with pornography growing up. I was taught that any impure thoughts like that were influenced from Satan, and I stumbled upon pornography as a young, young, young kid and continued to watch it throughout my childhood and adolescent years, and I felt like the scum of the earth because of it i every time i had the urge to like watch it or thought about it during my normal day at school or whatever it i just instantly felt so disgusting and horrible like how could i let satan get a hold of me like this and i like i said i was like involved in the church i loved it so i fully believed all these things about myself that Mm -hmm. like i sexual sin is literally like the third most serious sin below like denying the holy ghost and murder and murder yeah so like imagine me as like a 12 year old girl that thinks i'm as bad as the serial killers that are in jail for murder like it's i i just don't like it i don't i feel sad for myself at those ages and what's interesting is once i stopped seeing it in that light it wasn't an issue anymore I wasn't, air quotes, addicted like I thought I was as a kid. It turns out I just, like, had this natural feeling of, like, excess hormones or whatever. Mm -hmm. And that was a release for me and curiosity, whatever. Mm -hmm. And now it's not an issue. Yeah. Now I'm not addicted. I'm not controlled by it. I'm not an evil person. I'm not as bad as a serial killer. And going back to body image, I think saying that these, like you said, saying these thoughts come from Satan is... Yeah, it's like putting a negative light on yourself and encourages you to think that you're evil and being influenced by evil rather than just having normal human thoughts. Yeah. Being a normal yeah. human. Yeah. I think we should do a whole episode on like guilt and shame cycle that people get caught in because of religion and feeling like they're addicted to things or have no control over things because probably because they're being told 
it's from an outside source so they have no control over it like they have to like find their their forgiveness through god and then also satan is tempting them so they have no control like yeah they're just out of control yeah but like really you have full control like you Mm -hmm. can forgive yourself you can change your thoughts like nothing of outside nothing outside of yourself has so much control over yourself that you can't control yourself (laughs) control 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 Lexi's very passionate about control. <laughs> Turning into a dictator over there. Uh, oh, yeah, I agree. Do you? Did that even make sense? It made sense, yeah. <laughs> that you, you do have control over your thoughts and it's not satan infiltrating your thoughts and it's not like these body image thoughts are things you can control and you can learn from and you can grow from them and use them as a way to get to know yourself instead of it just being satan putting ideas in your head and you have no control over that and he's going to keep doing it and Mm -hmm. the most you can do is just pray and read your scriptures if satan is real he has no way of getting anywhere near me in my mind. <laughs> there is absolutely no way. Stay away. I'm You're not too letting good him of a in. person to. <laughs> yeah, he's scared of me. You hear that, Satan? Oh my gosh, he's not terrified of Satan. I'm in Satan's head right now. Okay, <laughs> what are you making him think right now? He's <laughs> like good affirmations, <laughs> and he hates it. <laughs> I am beautiful. <laughs> no, stop it. Lexi's in my head. <laughs> Not again. <laughs> yeah, he's scared. Dang, I'm scared of you. <laughs> control, control, control. <laughs> You guys should not be afraid of Satan. You need to be scared of Lexi. Oh my gosh. Literally threatening Satan over here. I don't know. You're brave. Well, you do you believe in Satan? If you don't believe in God, do you? Mm-mm. No. See, I think the church has given Satan and God so much power over us. Yeah. But if they are real, I mean, Satan has no power over me. <laughs> Because you have power over him. Yes. You're controlling him. Yeah, like I'm here. I don't believe in Satan. I don't think he's, I don't think, I mean, it's all tricky. I'm very new to feeling this way. But if I don't believe in him, he, my thoughts are just my thoughts. Mm-hmm. They're all my own. I take full responsibility mm-hmm. for every thought that comes through my head. And with that means I take full control over yeah. every thought that comes in my head. Yeah. I am in charge of myself Mm -hmm. nobody can influence me or yeah i'm really excited about my therapist lady Mm -hmm. (laughs) because she was like asking me i told you this yesterday but she was asking me just like it was our first session so it was mostly a get to know you but she was like do you have any religious affiliation and i was like well i grew up mormon but i don't believe in god anymore or anything i don't associate with that and she's like is that something you want to work through (laughs) i was like Yes, (laughs) please. I'm excited to hear your conversation. I know. I can't wait. She's so wise. She says she works with a lot of other like XLDS people. Mm -hmm. So I'm Is she XLDS? I don't think she grew up religious. I don't know for sure though. Mm -hmm. But she didn't sound like she's not from Utah and she made some comments about like Utah culture. So it didn't seem like she was religious. But 
I think it's going to be really interesting because it has been a hard process for me, honestly. I've had to grieve a lot of, like I said, like I, on my mission, I felt like I had, I was working so close with God. Like I had a great relationship with him. I felt like I was working hand in hand with him and performing great works in his name. And I, it, I just, I look back on that and I miss that sometimes. I miss who he was in my life. And of course, it sounds amazing to think that there's this figure out there that loves you for you and knows you and wants what's best for you and has huge blessings in store if you just believe in him. And like, yeah, that that all sounds great. And I think a lot of people need that. They need that kind of direction and guidance in their life. But I, yeah, sometimes I miss it and it's been hard. Mm -hmm. It's been hard. So I'm excited to work through it. Well, last time we talked, I felt like you were like not even not able to say that you were ex-Mormon or you were still working through that even. Yeah. So this is new for me hearing that you don't believe in God. Yeah. I feel like it's a pretty recent belief for me. Pretty recent like stance. Because yeah, it's been a very long process of deconstruction for me. It's been really hard for me to like fully separate myself. But I'm finally getting to the point where I'm comfortable saying because for a long time it was still like, well, I just don't like it. It could be true, but I just don't like it. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to be associated with it, if, even if it is true. And now it's like, I I don't think it's true. I think mm -hmm. it's kind of culty and weird. And I, I'm just, I'm happy to distance myself from it. Now. Good. Yeah. I feel like the way how you were describing your relationship with the church, like it could be true. I feel like that's where I'm at with God, like, he could be real. If he is, like, he's not how he is or, like, how I was taught mm -hmm. he is, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's where I was at for a long time. Like, it could be true. He could be out there. He could be real. And, like, I'm still a good person. I'm still—I still, still want to do good and be good and serve people and, like, be a, a light for people. But I don't—I'm not going to rely on this checklist of things anymore. Mm -hmm. that I need to do in order to get to the highest kingdom. Mm -hmm. Do you have any, like, experiences relating to the church and body image growing up? This is what I was having a hard time thinking of, and I was just, like, coming across modesty stuff, thinking of modesty stuff. Yeah. But do you have any? Maybe something you have will jog I your memory. I didn't think of anything, but... I think, like, there's a culture of perfectionism in the church and being, like, the perfect wife and preparing yourself for marriage marriage is a big talk it's a big theme in like the church for the young woman and with the word of wisdom and wanting to treat your body with respect and it being a gift from god your body's a temple like all that i think it like made me put my body on a pedestal in a way of like how important it is and how i need to take care of it to prepare for my marriage and mm -hmm. i remember hating having the women's conferences and having the old men stand up there and tell us how special we were how important we were it made my blood boil and i didn't really? know how to like verbalize it i didn't know why but do you know why now i think it's because they actually don't like it's like think those things the church is a man's world you know yeah and yeah i watched a do you know i think they're called jubilee on youtube they do like like discussions of two groups of people with different belief systems and the most recent one they, it's like a panel they mm -hmm. ask a question they're like who agrees with this and the people that agree come sit down and talk about it and then the disagree join them and they talk about it i just watched one with 
ex-Mormons and Mormons. Mm. It was really interesting. Yeah, I'll send it to you. Yeah. I keep losing my train of thought today. What did you just say? I was talking about how we were told we were so special and so important to the plan. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So this topic came up that women don't have, aren't, they aren't equal in the church. And the believing side was like men that were saying how amazing women are and how important they are and like vital they are for the church. And our role is to be mothers. Yeah, that's, that's always our important the, role. Mm-hmm. And then the the women on the non-believing side were like, can you name the president of the Relief Society of the church? I can. I can too. Freeman. <laughs> Emily Did <Bell> Freeman. <laughs> Did it. <laughs> they couldn't. These guys couldn't that were praising the women and saying how important they are to the church and the structure of the church. They didn't even know who the president of the early, who spoke in general conference, like is important in the church. They didn't know her name. Mm -hmm. And they tried to, I don't know. I didn't know the name before that either. Like it was stupid. Yeah. It was really interesting though. And there's going off of that, there's a quote that they, Lexi and Lindsay Kite have at the end of their article on the church website from Jeffrey R. Holland, who used to be my favorite apostle. I think everyone in the church loves him. Now, he's kind of creepy and weird to me, (laughs) in my opinion. But this is a quote from him, and it says, I plead with you, young woman, to please be more accepting of yourselves, including your body shape and style, with a little less longing to look like someone else. We're all different. Some are tall, some are short, some are round, some are thin. Almost everyone at some time or other wants to be something they are not. Every young woman is a child of destiny and every adult of every adult woman a powerful force for good. Does that give you the same icky feeling or do you like that? I mean, I don't like it. Why not? Why don't you like it? It's creepy. I don't know. It's like a man talking about women's bodies. Yeah. And begging women to love themselves and begging women to like their shape and to not compare themselves. Like it just feels it's very it's off putting almost. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's like not a acceptable thing to think. I don't know if people will agree with that, but yeah, I don't like any of it. I also found a quote. I don't remember who said it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so I could be lying. Right Credit now. the internet yeah. from the internet. For a Latter day Saint, loss of virtue inevitably means loss of self respect, loss of respect for her with whom he transgresses. And then it goes on to list a couple things. But it specifically says that the man will lose the respect for the woman that he had sex with, but doesn't say anything about the woman losing respect for the man. Oh my sense. gosh, yeah. This is this is an older talk, I think. Yeah. I'll have to look it up, but I just That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's horrible. So if two people have sex, a woman and a man, the man will lose respect for the woman for having sex with him. And then the probably the man will lose self-respect, but yeah. The woman is just dirty. Yeah. How dare she yeah. lead the man astray like that? Oh, should we talk about how our bodies are a gift from God or our bodies belong to God? Oh, yeah. I remember mm-hmm. hearing our bodies are a gift from God. I don't remember hearing our bodies belong to God. Did you ever hear that growing up? Not growing up. I read, uh, I don't remember where specifically, but I read a couple of things that like said that or alluded to that yesterday. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I don't, I remember like our body is a temple, our body is a gift. Yeah. Temporary. Yeah. I feel like that's weird. Like it's taking our own power away from us 
to like make decisions about our body. I think it's like a very scary thing to be sharing. Like not a good idea to be telling young people that their bodies are gifts from someone else, that they're not theirs. One of those things that's like hard to articulate my exact thoughts on it and Mm -hmm. why I think it's weird, but saying that your body is a gift not your own it just gives me a weird feeling of like it like distances me from my body there's like a disconnect yeah Mm -hmm. and instead of being able to fully accept it and like love it for what it is and what it does for me it's like again thank you god for this body instead of thanking my body for doing the things that it can do, like Mm -hmm. owning it. Mm -hmm. When I first kind of left the church or felt like it wasn't true, I decided I'm going to dedicate like my whole life to God. I'm going to be like really great Christian and devote my life to God, basically. Mm -hmm. And and I've slowly like moved away from that to where I am now, like kind of the complete opposite. Like if there is a God, great, but he wants me to like love myself, respect myself, forgive myself. Like I can give everything that I wanted to give to him. I can give to myself and I'm not selfish for it. That's a big thing. Like I felt like Mm -hmm. I am being selfish or not grateful for God. But yeah, I agree with that. It's really tricky and it's still tricky for me too. I think it's why I've had to distance myself so much because I couldn't find that balance of being I I did a similar thing when I left the church I like bought a bible and I was going to study the bible and like I want to get to know God as God not as like Mormon God not Book of Mormon not whatever I and that's like it's interesting that like I kind of took the same approach and now here I am like yeah I don't even believe in God mm-hmm. anymore but how do you feel about Our body is a temple. Well, I don't like temples. Why don't you like temples? I just don't like what goes on in the temple. Oh, okay. (laughs) Yeah, same. (laughs) I do remember after you go through the, like, ceremony and you're in the celestial room, I remember feeling amazing in there. Like, but it wasn't like, wow, I feel so close to God. It's like, wow, I'm perfect. Because... Because in order to get into the temple, there's like certain things that you have to be, you have to be worthy to be able to go in and you can lie and go in with a guilty conscience, whatever. I know people do that, but I would go in and I would like do everything in my power to make sure I was like worthy to go in the temple. And so then when you like go through the ceremony and you get to sit in this really beautiful, quiet room it's fully white. It's lit really well. Big windows, like beautiful. I would just sit there and be like, wow, I'm perfect. I perfect. <laughs> that's awesome. It feels so good to be this amazing. Um, oh, that's awesome. I never went through the temple either. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Do you regret that? Do you wish you did? Hell no. Okay. <laughs> no. I, I am so happy I didn't get married in the temple. I can't even tell you yeah. how happy I am. Oh my God. So, <laughs> I'm also so glad I didn't serve a mission. <laughs> really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so glad I followed my own intuition on those things. Yeah, you not. did good. <laughs> you avoided a lot. Yeah. <laughs> I have a quote from one of the articles I read from this woman who was struggling with body image. She said, I realized that the only true source of happiness comes through the gospel of Jesus Christ. I had to accept Heavenly Father's love for all of his children, including myself. That's what I hate. That's like the epitome of what I hate in a sentence. 
I had to realize the only true source of happiness comes through the gospel of Jesus Christ. No one else is happy. You can't be happy unless you're Mormon. And that just opens up so much opportunity for people in the church to judge other people, being told that they're the only truly happy people. They're just looking Mm -hmm. down on everyone else. Literally, yeah. Like, all the time. You can't. You can't fully love someone else if you think secretly you're happier than them. Yeah, I did it. I did it in the church. I was doing it just a couple years ago, probably. You know? Yeah, so judgmental. Yeah. And like looking at people that my my siblings all left the church before I did. And yeah, I definitely looked at them with this idea that they're temporarily happy. Mm-hmm. They have temporary happiness, but I have eternal happiness. Mm-hmm. So messed up. Yeah. And then the second part. I had to accept Heavenly Father's love for all of his children, inclu- myself included. Like, she had to accept it, like... Like, begr- begrudgingly. Yeah. Like, fine. Like, does she even love herself? Like... I don't... That That's the thing, is it's like, do you love everyone around you, or do you just think they're... Do you just love them because God loves them? That's true, too. Yeah, and, like, same with your body. Do you love yourself, or do you just like it because God does? Mm-hmm. You had to accept God's love. That's a crazy quote. Yeah. I hate it. Sad. Oh, yeah. should I mention? I want to tell a story really fast. Okay. Yeah. Yesterday, me and Leah were working at my store. And oh, yeah. This lady walks in with her friend. They're probably in their 40s and they're looking at the accessories around the desk and they pick up a wallet and she was like, Ooh, Temple recommend holder. <laughs> <laughs> and me and Leah just look at each other. <laughs> she how sorry, how deep into the church do you have to be to see a wallet and think it's a temple <laughs> recommend holder? <laughs> yeah. It like was amazing. Selling temple recommend holder. <laughs> so good. Well, she bought it. Yeah, she bought it. It's $36 temple <laughs> recommend holder. <laughs> True. <laughs> That's all she's that- going to put in there is the stuff I recommend. <laughs> oh, my gosh. She has to be worthy enough to use that. <laughs> well, she had to buy it to prove it to us she was worthy. Yes. <laughs> I, we should have asked for a temple recommend. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, you can't buy that unless you. Are you a proof. worthy temple recommend holder? Do you pay your tithing? Because <laughs> if not, not for you. Sorry. <laughs> no other cards can go in this. Yeah, so fun. She was so excited. Uh, it was so sweet and so irritating at the same yeah. time. <laughs> <laughs> like she thought that we were selling. I was annoyed that she thought we would be selling that. I'm like, look around the I'm store. Like, no, bitch. <laughs> That's a wallet. It's <laughs> a freaking wallet. You can put whatever you want in there. You can put your porn identification <laughs> in there. Your membership. What are you going to put in here? Your porn card? <laughs> Proof of porn membership. (laughs) Oh, yeah. It was awesome. Yeah. (laughs) I want to think about it every day. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my cheeks. Oh, what do you think about the quote? Heavenly Father knows us better than we know ourselves. Have you heard that? I have heard that, but I haven't thought about it or really heard it since leaving the church, I don't think. What are your thoughts on it while I think about it? Just the fact that God is supposed to know me better than I know myself makes me feel like I don't know myself. I'm not 
able to make decisions for myself. Yeah. Like, I need to turn to him because he knows me better. It's kind of a terrifying idea. Like, mm-hmm. you know yourself better than anyone. Mm-hmm. Listen to your own intuition. You can make decisions for yourself. I don't know. It's a scary idea. Yeah. Like, you're the only one that's been with you your whole life. Like, from day one to day... What day are we on? Of our lives? <laughs> Oh, I know it. <laughs> Been keeping track. <laughs> Let me check my tallies. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Dang, I was hoping you knew. I just had a feeling that that would be something you would know. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm you a numbers had... girl. <laughs> I'm a numbers girl. <laughs> you just had your birthday, like maybe. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I can't believe I made it today. (laughs) At least like 54,000 days. At least. (laughs) (laughs) Just Um, do the math. Yeah. Did you you just turn 27? 365 times 27 plus 5. You're way off. Well, I said at least, right? You said at least, what was yours? Like 54,000 or something? Yeah, way off. Uh, Well, how much is it? 9,860. Oh my gosh. (laughs) You overestimate. I'm like a hundred years old. <laughs> I, I did the math I, quick. Yeah. Well, that sounded right to me. You said fifty four thousand. I was like, yeah, same. <laughs> so here we are. I just multiply it. It's okay. I'll look at my math later. Figure out where I went wrong. <laughs> yeah. Day nine thousand eight hundred. From day one to day nine thousand eight hundred and sixty, you're the only one that's been there. Of your life every single day. Yep. Nobody else. So you know you. And it's okay if you know you better than anyone else. It's mm-hmm. also okay if you, you're struggling and you need help with a therapist to help you figure out you mm-hmm. a little bit. But you, I don't know, I think just saying that God knows us better than we know ourselves is still just taking the control and responsibility off of us. And like, oh, did you know that the LDS church is the only church that believes God has a body of flesh and bone? Really? The only church. That's what I read on the church website. Dang. We are the only ones. I think he's flesh and bone. That have like a physical body. That's crazy to think about, is it not? Yeah, like, why does no one else think that? I don't know. It makes sense to me, but it's possible that it just says because I was conditioned to think that it makes sense, you know? Yeah. My thoughts are not my own, but that's weird. Mm -hmm. The church website says that. I wonder if if that's true. It was a quote by a woman. She was like, our church stands alone in knowing that God is in knowing because of Joseph Smith's vision. God, you shouldn't disrespect your body because it's a gift from God, which means you should respect your body for God, not for yourself. True. That's true. Way to turn that around on itself. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. You should only respect your body because it's God's body. It's mm-hmm. not actually you it's god everything we've been taught has just told us to not think for ourselves we don't have control over our bodies we need to hide our bodies god knows us better than we know ourselves satan's in our head all these things trying to deconstruct them in my brain (laughs) it's hard it's a lot and a lot of it is like we were growing up in the church you're literally taught these things from the very beginning like when, as soon as you're old enough to be on your own, separated from your parents, to go to, like, a class, you are. And you're taught these things. So 
looking back, it's like it's hard to see the issue with stuff at first, but then like you dive deeper or like you did where you turn the quote around and say like instead of it being respect your body because it's God's or don't don't disrespect your body because it's God means only respect your body because it's God's Mm -hmm. turning stuff around like that and being able to think critically and like it's a lot it's a lot to digest and it's really really hard to articulate these things Mm -hmm. but how do you think growing up in the church has affected your self-worth because they the church talks so much about your worth in terms of being a daughter of God yeah that's where our worth comes from but in reality, where how was your self-worth growing up in the church and how is it now that you left and don't believe in God? I think growing up, I always kind of had the question, like, if everyone is a child of God, why, how does that make me special? Like, if everyone is something, then nobody is kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I always question that. But I, I don't think I really got much from saying I am a daughter of God or I am a child of God. I don't think that really did anything for me I do think my value was kind of messed up growing up like I it's so hard to look back and think on it honestly I feel like now I'll say this now that I'm not in the church I love myself so much more and I know myself better and I treat myself better and I advocate for myself more and just like every my relationship with my soul is exponentially better Mm -hmm. than it was as a member of the church Mm -hmm. because the church taught me that my soul was inherently evil and that I needed God to turn around and I needed Jesus to be saved Mm -hmm. but now I think I'm the shiz you are the shiz I am thank you you're welcome (laughs) and I'm able to work on myself and I'm able to see value in myself without this unnecessary unnecessary third party Mm -hmm. like i don't want to think i'm awesome because of who i'm associated with i Mm want to think i'm awesome because of me Mm -hmm. that i'm just i am awesome yeah you are awesome thank you i think you're awesome too thank you i'm just gonna throw that out there (laughs) that's what i wanted to hear (laughs) you were just Just waiting waiting for it (laughs) yeah i think that growing up in the church and body image are so closely related Mm -hmm. and like learning to trust myself and knowing myself who I am what I like it's been really fun and I feel like I've done a lot of that over the last year relating it back to the topic body image no one knows your body better than you do so like obviously people on the internet telling you how to work out or what to eat they don't know you And it's the same with like a religion like you know yourself better than any religion can Mm -hmm. yeah i agree with that that nobody's going to be able to tell you what's actually right for you Mm -hmm. and i just just wrote down so i wouldn't forget this time (laughs) (laughs) thought that came into my head that the church wants you to like all of your time and the church is dedicated to getting to know jesus and getting to know god and it's one thing that this one podcast that i listened to (laughs) said they were addressing people who are thinking about leaving the church or who have left the church And they said, don't leave until you get to know God. And my thought was, that's all I did. The whole time I was in the church, all I studied was who Jesus was and who God was and what they want for me. And it wasn't until I've left the church that I've been able to really get to. I struggled so much with like self-worth and knowing myself 
growing up. But now I spend my time trying to get to know who I am and mm-hmm. learning who I am mm-hmm. and finding value in me and not so not worrying about this other being, these other people that want whatever for me. It's like, what do I want for me? Mm-hmm. And I, yeah, that's what I wanted to say. I love that. Do you have any other thoughts? No, just I had a nice, that was a good conversation. Yeah. How do you feel after that? After talking it out? I feel good. I hope that I didn't offend any LDS people who are listening. I hope that they're able to get something from this. I do think there's space to love yourself, get to know yourself, and trust yourself in religion. Like, I think it just requires you to break down some, change some things that you're doing. But I I think it's just so good to, like really find out who you are yeah i agree with that i i also hope that everyone was able to get something out of this and i'm curious what everyone's thoughts are whether you're in the church or out the church let us know what you think about this if you made it to the end tell me like what's your relationship like with body image in relation to religion if you grew up in a different religion i want to hear that and i think that's all i got okay well thanks for tuning in guys We will talk to you soon. Yep. (laughs) Bye. Bye.